<laughs> Hello, Mr. Johnson. Hello. That's Bob. Hey, my dad was Mr. Johnson. Just Hello, Scott. You can call me whatever you want. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Flatulating uh, horse bag is fine. You can call me whatever you want. It's totally fine. We should have gave him a zombie nickname. I'll write that down. Flatulating... <laughs> Horse, bl- actually, horse. flatulating horse bladder is better. Okay, Can right. we abbreviate that. <laughs> FHB, FHB, yo. Oh, and Scott, intro is a little rock and roll heavy. Might be a little loud, so if if your headphones are on loud, just be careful. Okay, I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> we say that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd Scott go? He hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he pod faded after that. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's dead. There Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the weather is. Well, it's wet and soggy, and so are the zombies. Joining me, as always, my co hostess with Amosis. This underground and secure location to the north is the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. How are you? Trying to not drown in the rain. Did you wear a coat to work today? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course I didn't. It was okay. nice when I left. It downpoured when I left. When I came home. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Speaking of downpours, <laughs> keeping the border safe to the north, over the wall, it's none other than our own Canadian Ryan Murphy. How are you? Well, it's not raining. It's uh, it's actually really sunny out. So we got oh, that going oh. for us here in Canada. You mean it's not snowing? It's not snowing. Although I am missing a hockey game to to record this. Uh, Montreal, Loser. go hab. Loser, what? come on. Okay. Boston fan. Well, let's skip that because we have a very oh, special guest on tonight. Uh, he is from, uh, from what I hear, the only time zone that matters. Uh, I think pretty much everyone knows who he is. If you're into art or podcasting, web comics alike, it's none other than Scott Johnson. How are you? Oh, oh my gosh! Hello, I'm fine. Hey, good. I'm good. alive. I'm well. I'm into I'm into zombies and into the uh, zombies. Yeah, I like the zombies. They're good. Now the so, important question. Yeah. How is the weather in Utah? <laughs> it's uh, beautiful here, if you really like to know. It actually is gorgeous. It's, gor- it's like 80 degrees and sunny and amazing. So screw all you guys with your weather. Ours is rad right now. It's you, real good. Apparently you are, and the only yeah. time zone that matters. I almost, said a bo- I almost said it's a boot 80, but Ooh. I didn't want to. <laughs> that sounds really hot, eh? Take off any Canadians. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. We make fun of him every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can tick them off anyway. Oh, no, uh, it's okay. Sorry. They just feel sorry about it. So we brought Scott on today to talk a little about a little show that we like to talk about, which is called The Walking Dead. Mm. We're going to do our annual wrap-up. We never actually looked back at the entire season of season four. And uh, Scott, you were an avid watcher and a comic book reader, were you not? Yeah, I still am. So the the comic, I'm well well past issue 100, and the show, I've seen every lick of it except for the final episode, which we talked about before the show, and uh, we're still going to talk about spoilers, which is totally fine by me. You heard it here. Don't let them yeah. complain later. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear me on Twitter moaning, it's all my own fault. Don't don't so give fun. me any uh, sympathy. It's fine. 
Well, let's go ahead and break that right down. We got a little bit of Walking Dead news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. We have a new cast member. He's going by codename Michael Todd. I think a lot of uh, Walking Dead fans will actually know what he's doing after we talk about what he's wearing when he's filming. Uh, it is actor Seth Gilliam. Gilliam? G- Gilliam? G- Seth Gilliam. Yeah. Gilliam. Yeah, so uh, this guy's from The Wire. Who I- I've never seen The Wire. Is The Wire a, th- a good show? It is a good show, and I actually just started watching it, but I haven't met his character yet. I don't think. So, so that just showed up on uh, Amazon streaming finally. Yes. Uh, this HBO deal, yeah. This this deal they got with Amazon suddenly flooded in there this week, and uh, I've not seen a lick of The Wire or most HBO shows, to be honest, because I just never had the subscription. So I borrow a friend's HBO Go account to watch Game of Thrones, and that's kind of been it for me for mm-hmm. that or you know once in a while something will be on dvd or whatever but i've never seen any sopranos episodes and i've never seen a single wire episode and everyone tells me the wire is the best thing ever so maybe i need to finally get my get I, off my I, butt I, I will say this i've been watching a lot of hbo shows the past week since they added it and about every other episode i run into somebody that is been in the walking dead so i don't know who's doing their casting but apparently they're borrowing people from hbo shows <laughs> Yeah, there a lot of those wire people show up on all kinds of crap, and um, in fact, the one of the main dudes on the wire. Hey, look, this is totally zombie connection here. Here we go. And I don't know his name, and I don't know who he plays. I wish I could tell you. Actually, I can't tell you. He was also in Pacific Rim. He was the guy in charge, big yeah, African American yeah, guy. Um, I, I Iris Eldis Eldris Elba or whatever it is. Yeah, Eldis. Jessica. The name Elba. I can never pronounce. <laughs> Anyway, he's yeah, his name's weird, but he's um he's in uh twenty eight weeks later as oh. the the US military sort of leader that's in uh Britain trying to kinda of hold things down while that outbreak's happening. And he's fantastic in that. And I'll just say for the record, since this is a zombie podcast and we probably should get these things out early, I really am fond of twenty eight weeks later. Like I really, really like that movie as a zombie film. You like it better and, than the the original though? I like it better than Days, yes. Whoa. A lot better. I know, I know. It's kind of blasphemy for a lot of people, but that I, I, movie to me is more of a pure zombie movie and more 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 filled with the things I like about relationship survival, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it's fantastic. Hmm. I, I would agree with you, it's really good. My only gripe is I hate the uh night vision camera stuff like towards them towards the end. That stuff kind of gets to me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's some of that. Yes. So they have that whole segment where, yes, it all it all feels like, oh, no, what is this uh, paranormal activity 10 or something? Because there's a lot of <laughs> yes. that. But there's that whole storyline with the dad and the mom and her somehow being immune and all that stuff is just brutal and rad. I just dig it. Totally dig that movie. And I know people are, you know, there's, all, there's the age old argument of running zombies versus shambling zombies i don't really think of these as zombies anyway i think of it as a zombie film but it's got you know they're rage zombies so it's this virus and whatever and they they run till they're dead because they starve to death um unlike the undead who literally can keep on living forever or whatever so to call it a zombie movie isn't probably even fair 
I don't even think of them as running zombies, but the the feel of that kind of post-apocalyptic, oh no, what are we going to do? This is spreading like crazy. That element is is super thick in that movie, and I I really respond to it. I think it's great. I agree. I think the opening scene in that movie is great. Yeah, it's real good. Also, that helicopter <laughs> chopping all those zombies up that was great. Okay, that okay, that was a little cool. Uh, I'll admit that. Yeah, the, wasn't quack, that quack. the guy from Lost, like Michael? Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, <laughs> what? it totally, it totally was him. Yeah. So, and he was also on HBO's Oz. So we've come full circle. Everything's oh. fine. I haven't signed that, that either. So. Oz is really weird. Oz is strange. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's fine. It's fine, but it's weird. We need Amazon Prime in Canada first before I can get around to that. Yes, you do. Yeah. Oh, well. Good luck on that. Yeah, well. (laughs) My petition has been signed by the four other Canadians that are online, so I'm working on it. Look, you guys have centimeters. We have HBO Go or whatever. I don't know what we have. (laughs) There's fair, Ryan. That's true. (laughs) You know who doesn't have HBO Go? Seth Gilliam. (laughs) <laughs> he's uh he's the newest cast member of the walking dead uh he's under the he's under the showrunner 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 michael todd which is a an alias because they use aliases on everyone apparently uh big talks because they saw him filming in a, a black dress with a white collar uh is he coming back as father gabriel yeah yeah probably i think so <laughs> oh okay so that's a character from the comic book yeah, yeah. okay yep I've, I, like, powered through, like, the first three or four volumes uh, last week. I'm still working my way through it. But uh, sometimes, like, I wonder if I would do myself a disservice when it comes to this show by knowing, like, knowing what's happening in the comics ahead of time. Because I know it doesn't completely, like, connect, but it's it sort it's of weird. Hints. It's weird because they've done this thing a couple of times where they'll start out and you're like, okay, these are all people I know from the comic and I know this storyline and I know where they're headed. And then bit by bit, episode by episode, they start to split out and go crazy and Mm -hmm. go way different directions than the comic ever did and start killing characters that are still alive in the comic today. Uh, They start adding characters that never existed in the comic. And I would argue some of the best characters on the show were never in the comic. Um, Daryl's a good example. And what's his name? Tyrese's sister and a few others, I think are just fantastic they're great but the thing is then they then they do this thing where they kind of reset so when i just prior to the ending episode when they've had the big well, i'm trying to remember when this happened but when they had the big confrontation with the governor out in front of the prison right mm-hmm. and everybody uh scatters and it essentially just boils down to rick and and carl again that's straight out of the comic and in a weird way oh yeah in a weird way, even though there was a lot of other weird stuff in between then and a few people who have been dead and will never be there again, they kind of reset everything back to be on the comic timeline again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they changed it again. Like now, well, I, th- I think they did based on what I know about the finale, which I haven't seen, but if they went straight to cannibalism, <laughs> they skipped a bunch of stuff and went in a very different direction than the comic did. So they do have this tendency to kind of veer. It's like, it's almost like a lane of traffic where it's all kind of, you know, continuous we're going with in the, the same comic direction but we're going to take Get our own detail. path. Yeah, they veer out and then they veer back in. Then they veer out and they veer back in. I don't have any problem with it. People who have a problem with that are smoking crack cuz there there's a there's a beauty in the in the fact that we get two stories really. I get to see them explore this stuff in two very different ways. Um in two to- totally different mediums. If they were just doing a straight retelling of the comic, I'm not sure I would care. Yeah, like you I would. do. That's the beauty of it is, you know, as an avid comic reader, I love watching it because I don't exactly know what's going to happen. 
you know, I read the Game of Thrones books, and that show is pretty straight on. I mean, it's it is. Of- it's funny though. It's see that show. Ugh, what the hell's going on with that show? That show is so weird because <laughs> they've somehow figured out a way to keep all the core line stuff in. Yeah. But but get there so much quicker. Like yeah. They just they tear through a whole chunk of thing, and I and I in my head I'm going. They can't possibly in a single episode just rip through what, what was like eight or nine chapters of content. Oh, no, they, they can. But they do. Yeah. And it I don't works. Know how they do and, it. I, and I'm still fine with it. Like, I don't walk away going, man, they sure missed out on whatever. It's like, no, it turns out you didn't have to have those 400 ancillary conversations. You could have just gone straight to the meat. And I think that's cool. And, and so when, when Walking Dead attempts to do that with existing storylines we already know, they sometimes, I think, flub that up. I think there's a real skill there that I don't know how I don't know how Game of Thrones is doing it to be honest. They're yeah. kind of freaking me out cuz that stuff is so thick and so hard to navigate and yet somehow I mean they can spend whole chapters going his doublet was covered with the red color of the thing with the stuff and, and it's just you know hours of like describing a dude's armor. Yeah. And then they boil it all down to to the point that I got the armor, I still get it. But then I got straight to the point of whatever the hell they need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I don't mean to make this the GOT podcast, but it's, a, well, that's it's an interesting contrast. Hour. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay, Just sweet. Stick around, we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, casting news is always fun with The Walking Dead, and it's good to see they're adding a few more comic book characters. Um, but like Scott said, the, the show is really jumping around uh, what happens in the comics, but it still has the same kind of premise of basic story arches from the different the different books and what's going on there. But they did also release some season five photos or just one, which is a, apparently just a picture of uh, Ricky Grimes there looking a little beat up in a trailer. Which oh, is he's who, never done that before. Weird. <laughs> I think that's right where we left him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had told me that this was from that last episode and I'd missed this scene, I would, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> yeah. But he's got that awesome beard. Did he have that? I think he may have had, like, not quite as much scruff. So there's a bit of a time lapse going on there. But uh, this is definitely like a, don't worry, guys, we're shooting the next season. This is probably the first thing. they, You know, they probably didn't roll the cameras. They just said, wait, someone get their Nikon in here, take a quick shot for the social medias uh, so we can hit up the headlines. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's probably what it is, right? That's what I thought when I saw it because it isn't. there's nothing about that photo that's like, ooh, I know what's going on here. It's in the comic book. It's this thing. It's, no, it's just a trailer and he's got a beard. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what, you know what? He's surviving zombies. That's what we'll say about that photo. He is surviving zombies somehow in that picture. That's or what is, I think. Or is a zombie behind him. Yeah. They're all around, really. They're in the world. That's what you don't know. Is they could be around any corner. You could turn around, pass a tree, and then suddenly there'd be one there. Wow! Look at them breaking new ground <laughs> in season five. <laughs> season five, Fantastic. zombies. Yeah, that's right. They're going to be zombies <laughs> in season five. Whoa! Okay, sh- slow breaking, down. Breaking. We don't want to. We don't yeah. want to get too hard ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead? We'll just go right into it. We'll break down season four in a nutshell, and we'll get everyone's take on it for the entire season compared to others. But first, let's spoil the very ending for Mister Johnson. They're going to feel pretty stupid when they find out. Find out what? They're screwing with the wrong people. 
What you have there is the very final of the final. <laughs> the last few seconds. <laughs> and it was awesome when you watch it, but when you hear it, his yeah. pause is a little too long. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that when I looked at the clip and went, oh, 53 seconds. My bad. <laughs> I thought Abraham was going to come and spit it out, man. <laughs> So that was the end, and Scott, you may remember that from the actual comics. There's a similar phrase said in, yeah. in one of the issues that it kind of led to a giant story in the yeah. in the books. Yeah, but uh, this is true. Let's start with your take on season four from what you've seen as a whole compared to your other seasons. What, did you like it? Yeah, I did a lot. Um, I don't know. Well, let me put it this way: I there was some real there was some stuff in the season pr- prior which involved you know the the whole governor thing mm-hmm. was fine um but woodbury and the whole concept of that place i think was a very different realization on ca- on camera though, than it ever was in the book yeah and i don't think they ever quite got to the essence of what the book was of that place and of him as a as the leader de facto leader of that place or or kind of how it all had fallen apart and i've read some of the uh, the extra sort of books and stuff that exist um regarding the governor and his what he did before all this and his reign there and all that. And it didn't totally jive with that. That being said, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I had a good time with that season. Roll into this one. And I actually, a lot of people didn't like it, but I actually really liked the early governor stuff when he's kind of on his own. Um, it was different. It was, very, it was different. very different. Yeah. But I liked it because I'm all about exploring. Like, I don't like my villains or whatever to be two-dimensional and just, you know, Darth Vader and there's nothing else. <clears throat> I like to know that there's some nuance there and some kind of, you know, there's just stuff to explore. And so they explored a lot of that, and I really ended up liking that. I know a lot of people aren't real fond of it. I thought it was great. Oh, um, I, I, I quite enjoyed it myself, too. I, I didn't know if they were going to ever get to a place where... Like, I was worried for a while they were going to just kind of totally redeem him. You know, like, he was going to end up being, uh, he was bad, but now he's good. You just can't do that with the governor. He had to go down. It had to end badly. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's just the core, the essence of that character. And they didn't let me down. That's kind of how it all turned out. Well, did they lead you on? At one point, were you watching that, kind of following his story? Did you kind of start thinking he was changed, or did you kind of know all along he was still well, bad, bad shit crazy? I mean, I kind of had it in my head that things were going to go bad at some point, but there was a there was a point there where I was like, "Oh, really? We're gonna?" Or at the very least, I thought they were going to like groom him to be a good guy for a long time until once again the 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 rugs pulled out from under him, something terrible happens, and then he just cracks and loses it loses it again. That didn't really happen because this no. entire time he was more sympathetic. People are trusting him. He obviously knows he's got innate leadership skills and these kinds of things. So those are all kicking in. But then, you know, straight up murders dude on the top of the trailer up there for no reason. Um, <laughs> just because you didn't like him or whatever the deal was. He used to work for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the season previous to that. So anyway, all of that stuff, as soon as I saw that, I went, oh, okay, they're just going to, they're just, he's just going to be hiding these deeds for as long as he can. That's going to come out how bad he is. And then the people who follow him are going to be like, oh no, and they're going to run and he's going to shoot them too. And that's essentially kind of what happened. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I really liked this season a lot. I thought it was a lot more kind of emotionally diverse than the season prior. And um, I was happy to see a lot of these different directions that they took with, with certain storylines and characters. I can't remember. Was the big, the big, the big um, standoff at the prison was, was this season, right? 
Yes. Right. Yeah. For some reason, I put it in my head it was the previous one, or at least part of it. All right, sorry, but you mentioned it, the big standoff. Ryan will force me to play this anyway, so here it goes. You got a tank. I do. I have a tank. What else is there to talk about? I could shoot you all. I have a tank. <laughs> like I said. You got a tank. But we'll win and you'll be dead. I have a tank. There you I go. I have a tank. Uh, if we I get saw, it. <laughs> I saw that guy in a, uh, a, a Jason Statham movie, and he's British, that dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. It, it freaks me out now yep. to see him do things but so even hearing that voice again it's like ah oh, it's a british guy doing a southern accent <laughs> boo a anyway. lot of them are british guys doing a southern yeah, accent yeah that's true that's true do all of our favorite heroes in tv and movies are all british now we got we got british spider-man british batman or at least welsh batman and, and not anymore but we used to have welsh batman yep uh, and Superman, that guy's British as all hell and back. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Anyway, what's going on over there? So the point is this. We don't have enough good actors over here that can t- be Superman. <laughs> what is our problem here in America? <laughs> uh, we have to sub the, that out too? Jeez. Anyway. Apparently the British portray Americans better than Americans portray us. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> we're so bad at it. We need to hire someone else to do it. <laughs> and we're no good at doing British folk at all. I mean, you can I know, maybe right? see Peter Dinklage, I guess, kind of pulls it off, but I, I don't think he's even very good at it. It's just we're terrible at it. Anyway, back to the the, the point. Hmm. Uh, I never felt let down by any episodes this season, and I did feel that way about the season previous. So I guess that's good. Um, they were always kind of nail biters. I kind of didn't like the, hey, everyone's got the flu episodes oh, yeah. as much. Um, and the reason I didn't like those, as much as I like saying Herschel's the, the man is going to help everybody and he's you know innately this dude that's just there to help, yep. that's all good to reinforce and everything. And I like this a show this bleak to occasionally remind you there's some light in the dark. You know, That's all good. Uh, but I felt just like it was too predictable. Anybody I didn't know, I knew was going to die. Like, oh, that guy's getting the flu. That guy's getting the flu. <laughs> and and I knew that main characters who got the flu weren't going to die that way. Um, like, there was no way they were going to kill off uh, what's his beak? Uh, Glenn. A Glenn. They weren't going to kill Glenn that way. Mm-hmm. I say that. Yeah. Way. You keep, you keep <laughs> They're not going to kill gotta, Glenn I, that I way. Quit, yeah, I got to quit adding words. <laughs> Good thing it's I'm not saying. a video podcast because Scott's just winking up a storm over here. Right? I'm blinking myself to death over here. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I knew that when he got as sick as he did, I'm like, well, he's not, not going to kill him. He's going to be fine. So I just felt like there was a lot of predictability to that. And I was right. just sort of wanting him to keep moving and get past it. I even knew Herschel wasn't going to die that way. Um, you know, I figured actually I was a little surprised when Herschel died. But I, the point is that, you know, I just knew that flu epidemic thing was going to be this this weird interstitial thing. It reminds me of what they did with like, oh, I'm just trying to give a show, but it's like, um, there's a Dukes of Hazard episode where they find aliens, okay? <laughs> and they find this alien, they keep him in the back of the General Lee the whole episode, and, they, and Boss Hogg wants the alien so he can open, like, a fair and have everybody come gawk at it and make money from it. It's super Jump the Sharky, that episode, but it reminds me of that thing that shows do once in a while, which is like, all right, we're going to have a real shift here for a minute because we're going to throw in a real, we're going to throw a real wrench into the chains, and the wrench in this case was everyone's going to get the flu, um, other than that, though, a pretty stellar season. I, I really enjoyed it and look forward to every episode. Don't ask me why I haven't seen the last one. It just somehow, I don't know. It's like that piece of corn that fell off your plate. You just never saw it again, and I don't know why I didn't need it. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of. I mean, I see where the sickness. I kind of like the sickness because it, it broke up kind of the monotony of there's always a bad guy and zombies, and now we're dealing with something new. 
Mm-hmm. I do think they played on it a little too long where it was just it was kind of drawn out. So um, would you say you're down with the sickness? Is that what you'd say? If you were only here pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> this close uh, to writing down with the sickness in the notes, but I was vetoed, so. All right. Yeah, I was I was happy when it was over and and like you I was really excited to see the the standoff. I thought that was great. And um, you know, the, the second half of the the season I really enjoyed where we, and I think we talked about it before, where a lot of people kind of were bored with it because they went into a lot of character study. I mean, Ryan, I remember you you really enjoyed the season, right? The second half? Yeah, the the second half, there was a a lot of strong episodes in terms of like developing the characters and and getting conclusions to specific characters, uh, like the Wonder Twins, as I call them. But, uh, uh, you know, the the funny thing was that. when it came to the second half, there were some kind of like let down episodes, like the Maggie, Sasha, Bob stuff was a little, there wasn't much happening there, mm. except for Maggie running ahead and, you know, re- using blood to write messages like a weirdo, but. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that stuff was weird. <laughs> now, when was it, when were the episodes, what were they, I don't know what they were called, but the ones with the, with the two girls in it and the psycho girl in it. Yeah, that was um, probably uh, a really great episode. Like it, it concluded, yeah. you know, creepy chick, but also concluded the Carol uh, killing Tyrese's girlfriend issue. Yeah, tied um, that up nicely. I thought. Yeah, yeah. and it was just and ni- it was nicely in that it wasn't an easy solution. It was kind of an ugly, kind of terrible solution. Like it wasn't a great way to tie that up, but it was. It, it left you feeling like they found the only way to tie that up, and yeah. also those girls bugged me, and I was glad they were gone. Man, you. <laughs> You took a different approach than I did. Well, we can't all be Dakota Fannings. I get it. We all can't be Fanning girls out there. They weren't great actresses, and that's fine. But they drove me slightly bananas because I could not get. I just couldn't find them believable in the way they acted. So they were driving me nuts. And so when I saw where they were going with them, like, okay, well then this is a good way to. This remind me of Nikki and Paolo on Lost, like season four or whatever it was. Oh, uh, oh, where they geez. showed up yeah. for like ten minutes and then yeah. <laughs> two off. episodes, I think, and then they were gone. Yeah, they it were was out. the buried alive ones, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Where they couldn't feel or see or do anything, but everyone thought they were dead. So that they was, was so them. weird. Yeah, that, that was, was like weird. an acting contract that just didn't work out. It's like, yeah, we're gonna have to bury you guys. <laughs> hey, fun fact though, Paolo, the actor who played Paolo, was the uh, uh, the the main villain in the three hundred movies. Uh, the the what's this? Uh, Xerxes. Xerxes, yeah, really? with the big earrings and the face stuff and tattoos and stuff. Yeah, that's He's that guy. Shorter than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird contrast those two characters. But. Weird. Well, <laughs> we got like a weird IMDb thing running in the background here. As Scott, you're like a you're like an IMDb machine. I I, I don't remember names very well, but I remember weird crossovers. Oh, like, okay. I can if you say oh, who's that guy that played that thing I'd go uh, Dingleberry McGillicuddy would be my name. <laughs> but he was but in I, this <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones episode. So that's how I'll say it. People will say, "Oh, you remember Taxium? Yeah, it, uh, Doc Brown was in that." Like I don't think of it as I can't even think of his name. Who played Doc Brown? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. I don't ever go. Oh, Christopher Lloyd was in that. I think of the other things he did first, and I can't help it. So there you go. Yeah, well, that's fine. I think that's great because um, it's it always it's always fun to talk about like. Um, other shows and whatnot. We talk a lot about Walking Dead on on this podcast, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I was also glad the way they wrapped that up. Just in the sense, like you said, like the it was one of the two ways that they could have wrapped it up. Like the other way is that Tyrese walks away with the baby, and Carol, the other two girls, are dead, or yeah. you know they solve it the way they did. And I think it makes uh, 
Judas' chance a lot better to survive. <laughs> it does. It also did a thing the game did really well. The the Telltale season one of The Walking Dead did really well, which mm-hmm. was give you choices that seemed like both were terrible choices, but they were all oh. you had. And you you really did get that that sense of dreading the best yeah. option you have. Like that's a hard thing to convey, and I think they did a good job of that. Mm. Actually, that reminds me. While while you brought up the video game. Um, I'll, I'll do another quick segue. Like, have you been playing a lot of season two? I haven't touched season two yet. My goal is to let it accumulate and then eat it all at once, like I did mm. the first one. See, yeah. it's weird. I, f- I find a lot of people are actually doing that. Even if they did play season one, like as soon as the episode came out, I think I'm the only one on the show that's playing season two episode by yes, episode. Yes, you are. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I don't it. even think I would pay. Yeah. I don't even think I'd play it that quickly. Uh, if I was doing it piece by piece. and like, In other words, I don't think I would be constantly pining for the next episode anyway, but yet somehow my brain says, well, just wait for it all, and then, you'd, then you're not you know, beholden to anyone's schedule. You can just play it when you want. Yeah. Well, you'll have it by the end of the summer with the way they're pumping them out now. So Yeah, they're cranking them out. I'm hearing good things about it. No, so. it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that took care of the Wonder Twins or the Crazy Ones or however you want to call it. Well, but, yeah, uh, we got we got a lot of story from like Daryl and Beth being together. It kind of got a little weird for a couple seconds too. Lou, I don't know how you felt about the whole Daryl and uh, Beth situation. It was strange. Um, I was. N- it was nice to get some more of Daryl's backstory because yeah. they never really give him any backstory. They just kind of go, "Oh yeah, it's the redneck guy that's going to kick somebody's ass," and mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh wait." Maybe he hasn't always been this much of a badass. Yeah, I. Anytime they crack some of that egg open, I get excited because he's, yeah. like I say, one of the most interesting things about that show. And again, a character that doesn't exist in the comics, and they've done a really good job with these guys that don't exist there and fleshing them out here. And it's funny to say that because you're right; he hasn't been very well fleshed out. Um, we we there's a lot of myst- uh, mystery there, and we dig that mystery. And I kind of like not knowing what's going on with Daryl sometimes because it feels like it's the only thing you can kind of trust is that it doesn't matter because Daryl yeah. will step up and he'll do the right thing. And they, you know, you hope they never kill Daryl off because why? You know, why would you ever kill Daryl? But yeah, that was a nice little leak, like a little bit of well, there's more to him than you think. There's more going on here. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. She drove me a little crazy in that episode. She's fine. I don't, I don't mind her, generally speaking, but the whole, I'm a rebel now. I'm going to drink now. I'm going to, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this, yeah. is the time, yeah. this is the yeah. time to be a big old teenager or whatever. That was a little weird. Yeah, it got, it got awkward. Uh, her father did just get, you know, decapitated, so. Yeah, but it seems like the thing you wouldn't do. Like, I would yeah. be looking for another, I would be doing all I could to, to shore up the protection I have around me without my father instead of going, now's my chance to rebel. I mean, if she had the chance, she'd have gotten a tattoo and listened to Thin Lizzie on a CD or something. Well, I'm sure Daryl knows how to give like some prison tattoos. I mean, hey, well, oh, he does. Yeah, I think we decided he didn't really go to prison, did he? Uh well, maybe he didn't go to prison, but I mean, you know, like a a poor man's tattoo, I guess. And if he was here, by you, I don't know. If he was here, he'd be like, drink. <laughs> what? You don't remember that part where she blamed him for going to jail, and he said, "Take a drink." Oh, right, right, right. Well, I mean, if if anything's gonna loosen Daryl's lips, it's gonna be a crate of moonshine. Am I right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> so it, it was interesting, though, to get all those backstories. And we we've, we eventually ended up in season at the end of the season where all the characters kind of come together towards what we've been hearing about for the entire season, which is Terminus, mm. a safe haven for everyone. And, uh, you know, this is where Scott might get a little lost, but uh, 
they they basically they all end up separately at this place and um they meet the they meet the leader and the, the few people that are surrounding it and then they get thrown in a trailer <laughs> well i mean there's uh there's, there's also some missing pieces there in the sense that like pre- you probably caught the episode scott where uh, a couple episodes previous to the finale uh the uh, tyrese judith um maggie I think Maggie and the army people, they all arrived there at the same time. Am I? Yep. Yeah. And then they yep. got, they kind of disappear in the season finale yeah. with only like a portion of that group showing up in the crate. Mainly, um, I think it was Abraham, uh, not Judith or else it would have been a little bit longer of a, a, a crate scene. But, um, yeah, so that was weird where like portions of them showed up and then in the finale, um, Rick sort of like, they're showing them the barbecue and it's like something's wrong here. I guess he noticed some items that had been taken off of Daryl and, um, and Glenn and like riot gear. I think it was a watch or something. He's always on the lookout for someone to screw him over. And for some reason, I mean, in the walking dead universe, if you look close enough, there's going to be someone there to screw you over. Oh yeah. That's part of the deal. You sign the contract, you're going to get screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the, I mean, I've got a, so my friend, Steven Schleicher is a big comic book dude. Mm Mm-hmm hates the series not the show but he hates the comic series really and he hates it because the comic he believes is this pattern of we're surviving or surviving oh hey we found a place we think this is going to be good oh no it all goes to hell all right we're on the run again okay here's another place oh everything seems great here again oh no it's all gone to hell now we're on the run again he thinks they're rinsing and repeating the same storyline over and over Uh, now i would argue i have always argued that the walking dead is not the way it would go if the world suddenly devolved into zombie bedlam the way this show has it wouldn't go this way you would have real communities with real strength of character and community and everything else springing up all over the place helping each other survive giving each other what they need to survive uh they wouldn't all have weird benevolent leaders who also have some psycho you know thing where they're keeping a uh, an undead daughter in the basement or whatever like there there would be real survival in a very real way mm-hmm. and it would be the norm not the exception uh that these these bands of very violent horrible you know guy used to be a math teacher now he's slitting throats for the for fun that 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 just would not be the way things would go and I really do believe that, that that's the case. And it's not even me just being a big optimist. I just think that's literally how it would go. Mm. Um, the show and the, and the comic assume exactly the opposite of that, that the only people who will ever band together are one or two at a three at a time, and that's it. And that's the most you're yeah. ever going to get. And I don't have a problem with it because I accept it for what it is, which is an interpretation on that kind of fiction, and that's fine. I'm totally cool with it. It's not them trying to predict the future. It's them telling a story within a within a world. I just don't think it's our world. You know, it's and I'm not trying to create conspiracy theories that this is happening in space or something. Whoa, but, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> right, you just, right. You just ruined the ending. Oh. alternate reality or something. But Yeah, the ending but, is Watch Dogs. It's just a but that's game. where he struggles with it, and that's actually where I'm kind of having more fun with the show than maybe right. I expected because they're taking it in places where there's some familiarity with characters and stuff or even locations, but they yeah. are branching in ways that I didn't expect. And, and I'm totally fine with it. I'm fine with a world where everyone's a complete dick. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Let them all be that way. I just don't think that's how it'll really go. When this all goes down, it's not going to be. I shouldn't say when. If something <laughs> like this ever happened, I'm not predicting it will. But if it ever did, 
I don't think it goes that way. I think we're all way nicer. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because I think that uh, this is an opportunity for uh, Robert Kirkman, if I can call him Robert. Maybe I'll just call him Rob. Um, if if he could create the spinoff as just Walking Dead Canada, it'll still have a bunch of zombies and people get eaten and, and all that. But just everyone's super nice and there's no yeah. dictators. There's prime <laughs> ministers, but... I mean, yeah, those guys are nice. Socialized medicine. You can just get into the kit whenever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah ammo yeah, is uh, scarce, though, unfortunately. But. And you won't, but you won't need your weird money with holes in it. You'll be fine. We can get rid of all those. Well, we uh, just melt it down for, for bullets. We don't have bullets in Canada. Yeah. You you'll have, have less bullets because you have holes in them. Um, <laughs> all yeah, nine millimeters. No. So uh, you're totally right, though. Like, it's. There's. I wish. I'm excited for that spinoff because I want to see him explore something else. Exactly. Um. I don't know what that's going to be, though. Do we know any more about it? I guess we don't know much about that. Mm, yeah, they've, they've said that uh, there might be some news out of Comic-Con in San Diego this summer. But uh, other than that, they've just said that they want to do something new and explore new territory. So I think they're going to give us, hopefully, exactly what we want. I predict Vegas and the Southwest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm down with that. That's good. I want to see winter. You know, I want to see winter apocalypse. Let, let's oh, get that. That's, that's we've good. been hoping for, like, New England. Or Alaska, maybe take on the forty days a night crowd. I mean, come on. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere far from the south. I figure. Yeah. Uh, they got to get away from Georgia. So my guess is either could be snowy something like Seattle, maybe Seattle, maybe yeah, something like that. Seattle's um, big. I just feel like you got de- possibilities in the desert. You know. Yeah. You could be. You could be rolling in. It's just uh, think about it. If you guys are all making a Vegas story, a Vegas story, a zombie story. Mm-hmm. You'd put freaking Vegas in it because you can put a wall up. You got these casinos. Like it's the ultimate. It'd be too tempting as someone writing one of these stories not to want to have Vegas be a place yeah. you would spend your time. You got the Eiffel Tower. You got that cat yes. Sphinx thing. You got all kinds of bull crap that would yeah. suddenly be really smart because you could hide in it, and there'd be ways of shoring that all up. And then having you know power struggles within it would mean all kinds of chaos. I just I think that Vegas is ripe. It's always it gets used all the time for like. You know, oh, and a nuke uh, hit the world, and now we're all back to the Stone Age, and Vegas is the stronghold, you know? I mean, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe they won't just because they don't want to tread this old ground, but I think it'd be fun. So I'm all for Vegas. Southwest is what I want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm down for a Walking Dead spinoff. But uh, at the end of this season, um, before they actually get to Terminus, there's – I'm not good. We, we won't spoil it per se, but we'll at least discuss it because I think it develops Rick's character in a direction that uh, that probably in the comics we've seen a little more clearer. But in the TV show, like Rick's always been this cop. He's you know he tried to retire, be a peaceful farmer, and then he had to step up. But even then, he still questions whether he can protect these people. And then in the final episode, um, Scott, you'll probably remember that it, there's an episode where he's recovering in a bed. And then uh, some dudes come in and they kind of like take over the house and he's got to hide and, and go all stealth, get out of there kind of moment. Um, mm-hmm. Those guys catch up with him, uh, Michonne and Carl. And there's this very Walking Dead moment where they sneak up on him. They have him at gunpoint and this awful crap starts happening. Like yeah. Carl it literally is about to be raped by Bobo the Clown uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. He, he kind of looks like, joking. He, I'm not joking. He kind of looks like if you put a nose on him and maybe like a weird rainbow wig, he would look like the clown from It, except Ugh. a little chubbier. Yeah, it was weird. 
Um, so you got that to look forward to, but uh, Rick just goes crazy. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, but wow. yeah, you don't have that to look forward to. I'm looking. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm dying to see this episode. It's just this. it's oh, it's no, a it, moment that 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 clearly shows that Rick it will do anything to protect Carl, which is in his mind his final family member because he doesn't know if Judith will, they have you know accepted that Judith is dead. But uh, it's well, just and what in he the does. comic, I mean, uh, you guys do spoilers on here, right? I mean, yeah, sure. okay. Yes. okay. In the comic, Judith is long dead, um, died in her mother's arms. Like the mom died during the prison uprising escape yeah. with Judith in her arms. It's a real, it's a gut wrenching moment in that comic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when they decided to do, go a very different path with the mom, I thought, oh well, if they're just going to put Nurse Tancredi down this early in the season series or whatever. She was on that prison break show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, she, she, uh, that was ironic. She died in the basement of a prison. But anyway. I thought she was literally a nurse in real life and her name <laughs> no, was no, no, Ted Cringy or whatever you said. <laughs> sure, Ted Cringy, that'll work. So when she, uh, when she went down and the baby lived and I went, oh, I don't know what they're going to do here. So they've opted instead of actually going full baby side to. <laughs> having the baby be alive but but have him not know or just assume presume dead is an interesting turn because in a way it almost kind of satisfies viewers who are not ready to taste the bitter pill of a children of a child dying yeah but also yeah. still kind of go through that because Rick's clearly going through that yeah well there are some moments in that scene that uh, that shows that Rick is is capable of some sick and twisted stuff in order he to bit save. the man in the neck Ryan <laughs> well I didn't want you know, to spoil that. It's such a key, awesome moment to see for the first time without being spoiled. It's, it's too late. Uh, it was gross. It Come was on, you bit someone? Bit what? It, yeah. well, okay, in order to get away from these, these people, he, he headbutts them as they're holding the gun to him, and then that kind of starts a face-to-face confrontation. You know where two angry dudes, it looks like they're about to kiss, but they're really going to ang- you know, get angry at each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, right. he goes in from the left and takes a good, solid chunk out of his neck at killing the main stranger. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and and from there, it just, it goes crazy, and eventually, you know, uh, his group is is alive and well, and the other group, not so much. Mm. It's it's really a, an awesome scene where you're... It's a powerful it, scene. It's a powerful scene, and it's one of those where at the end you're cheering, and then you're like, oh, that was a little gross, I shouldn't well, be cheering. But also re- reassert your thoughts and opinions in Rick, and uh, I thought what this season did really well, too, is show the backstory of why Rick kind of softened up when mm-hmm. he talked to Herschel. You got a lot of that backstory with Herschel again. Oh, the was second that the episode that kept... That is the episode. Yeah. In that episode, yeah. Scott, it kept popping back and forth to Farmer Rick, and Herschel oh. was kind of telling him, like... You can be a good boy now and not kill people. You don't have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 the, do you think the voice of Herschel is going to be a thing we're going to hear about in the future? Like he'll keep coming back and talking to people in their dreams? Or I, th- I, think, I think he's so. part Jedi. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> put him in a robe. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's that guy's. That guy's cool. I, I miss. I, I miss Herschel more than I thought I was going to miss Herschel. In the comic, he's sort of tossed to the side. Yeah, he's yeah. not a main main character really. I mean, basically, him and him and Dale got swapped in the comics. Um, yeah, in, in a real way. I mean, Herschel died on his farm as everybody was trying to get out of there. I think is that how that went. I think so. I think, I think so. so. And then her, and then Dale went on, and he was the one that got bit in the leg. They had to cut his leg off, and then he eventually died of an infection or whatever. Uh, they took 
put Herschel in his spot basically with the bit leg and then yeah. recovering and then stumping around for the next year and a half or however long. That was all new. And I started to really get into that. I was like, yeah, I don't want him to. I'd like him to hang around. Uh, we need the voice. We need this old man telling people how to be voice nice. Voice of reason. Yeah. 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 It's weird that they give him a new leg and then like two episodes later they kill him. Like, yeah. really, the poor man just finally got to walk around on his own. No, What is this, Game of Thrones? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, well, that too. And like when, when you bring up uh, Dale and the way he dies, it kind of brings us into the, the wrap up of the end of the season where – you know, Rick, like like Ryan was saying, there's this big confrontation, and Rick, with his group, has a big giant gunfight, and they're running through this terminus, this place of sanctuary, and nothing looks right. It almost looks like a cult type of theme, and then anyone that's kind of read the comics and kind of has an idea all went the same direction and went, they're cannibals. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> that's where we kind of left off with, and as you were saying earlier, there's no, I mean, this it's kind of jumping around a little bit here or where they go and what they do. But uh, everyone knows now that there, there are some, some cannibals in the comic books. And do you feel like maybe we're going that route? I mean, we're, we're getting open cooking fires and barbecues and Beth is missing. And uh. well, we haven't. So I'm trying to remember in the comic pre issue one Oh five or so. I don't think we ever hit the cannibal group yet or at all. Is this new to the, I think it is kind of new to the lore, right? Like it's yeah. not to the the video game had a whole episode donated to it in the first yeah. season, and I feel like this is more a riff on that than it is on anything in the comic. Well, there is a, there is a part in the comics where where um, the people they call the hunters, but the other thing too is you you might remember this guy in the comics is um, his name's Negan, and uh, Robert Kirkman has said he can't wait to start filming him as leader of a really bad oh, thing. Oh, Negan, you know what I'm talking about. yeah, yeah, that guy. Negan's a piece of he's terrible. He's he, makes the gov- he makes the governor look like the nice, nice leader man. Does yeah. he have both eyes? Oh, Maybe boy. that's what does it. <laughs> well, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see both this cannibal story and a Negan story, and it sounds weird to say it loud, <laughs> um, in uh, season five. Huh. Like, yeah. I, I that's don't know. A real qu- that's real early, though, isn't it? Real quick. Very early, yeah. That means they skip right over... Uh, that other town business. Alexandria or whatever. Yeah, and that makes me wonder. So the, the pattern I was talking about in the in the comic versus the show and my and my buddy Steven not digging that, maybe they're breaking that. Maybe they're saying, Well, all right, we, we just got through with Woodbury and the prison and thinking we found a, a our home. Do we really need to just lay right into doing that one more time? Because that, that's all Alexandria or whatever it's called. That's all that is again. Yeah. It's just it's Woodbury just a, it, again? Yeah, it's just kind of, that. Yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, it's not the same. It's not the same kind of fall apart or the same, whatever. But it's the same problem. Like it's the same. Get there. Things seem okay. Something bad happens. Somebody does something dumb. Zombies get in. Chew a bunch of people apart. Like it just kind of goes through the same pattern again. And yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I want to watch that on TV. I, I, if they're I, I, if they're jumping straight ahead to that other stuff after that, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say if they did another town and did a whole other thing that was just like Woodbury, I think it would drive viewers away. Well, I'm wondering if Terminus is Terminus is going to be the Alexandria of the show. I mean, if they eventually do something where they take it over and then that's where they meet this bad guy maybe in the latter half of season 5, but I I would be I, I read a couple of interviews where he was talking about how he really wants to start filming him. I, I just got me a little excited, you know, just that was an awesome story. 
for the show, and it gives you that really, really super bad guy that that you're going to need again. Yeah, that guy is, and we don't know who's playing him, or do we? No, they David even said they started filming him. He just said he can't wait to start filming him. So I don't know if they're going to, or if that's just he's talking future. But that's I don't just know. Kirkman being all viral for the internet, and maybe yes. He's done that a lot over this the course of this. Like he didn't ask me anything on Reddit, and he was like saying stuff about the final episode. You'll learn the fate of Rick. So that means he's gonna die. It's like no, he just becomes more badass. I mean, yeah, because of course he's not gonna die. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, we we have theories on on Rick dying, and I think it the show ends with Rick dying, and they think that Rick dying means the show goes on. It's like I don't know if that works. I think he gets his hand chopped off finally, like it's supposed to be, and then he waves at the camera with his stump and says, "Good night, everybody," and that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ended all seventies variety show style. That'd be awesome. Interesting. <laughs> it would be the worst thing ever. I don't know. I maybe like a dream sequence, like yeah. from his hand getting oh, cut there off. There we go. <laughs> yeah, bring uh, Nurse Tancredi back and uh, the freaking. Uh, oh, we don't need any more of Nurse Katreni. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's probably Herschel doing the voiceover. Uh, yeah, didn't she end up in a zombie's belly anyway? That's what I said, but they didn't believe me. Yeah, like, no, he that's, fished that the is, ring out of her. Out of yeah, that that's zombie. that's what happened. So Thank they you. go down there to get her. And she's gone. Mm-hmm. Her body is gone. There's dr- There's just a smear of blood on the ground where her body got drugged. And there's a f- zombie sitting there with a clearly distended, bloated, fle- uh, freaking fat guy ate too much Thanksgiving gut going on. Thank you. And they yeah. kill him, and then they open him up and get a ring out of there. Mm-hmm. That's See, totally what happened then. We have to have Scott Johnson on this show just to prove me right. I mean, really, guys? <laughs> Yeah, the guy that thinks Walking Dead's in an alternate reality. Like, I'm going to believe right. that. In space. <laughs> it's in it's space. all in space, man. Well, the one thing Walking Dead does do, yeah, that was a tongue twister, is uh, it pretty much tries to kill a lot of people. And we got an email from a listener, and he wrote in and said, Hey, guys, my friend just got into this show and uh, can't stop listening. Love this podcast, everything you guys talk about on it. Two questions for you guys. The first, what are your predictions now? for who dies first in The Walking Dead from the current main cast when it comes back. And that is from Ray. Thank you, Ray, for the question. And I'll throw it to you first, Lou. Who's, who's going to bite it? Glenn. Oh, mm. that's quick. I'm telling you, it's Glenn. He's How quick only... are we going to lose a guy, though? How quick is the main cast going to just fall apart? Uh, I think we start losing people like within the first two episodes. Okay, well, you get you right to Glenn, business. Are you saying Glenn in the first two, though? That's I think you saved Glenn for your finale. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you. I think Glenn's towards the end, but I think we're going to lose somebody right off the bat. It'll be somebody insignificant, though. It'll probably be like Tyrese or something. Not that he's Whoa. insignificant, but they've, <laughs> they've set him up. This this the the series is making him less of an important dude than the show True. or than the comic did. Now he's just a babysitter. He's just a dude with a kid and yeah. rolling around with Carol. I think we lose one of the army guys. Carol's Uh, so long dead in the comic, too. You know. That's another thing. And Andrea's supposed to still be around in the comic. I mean, there's so much different now. Well, we we don't miss Andrea. I mean, I I don't either. I I mean, she's amazing in the comic. So if they'd have made made that character, that would have been fine. But they didn't. She was kind (laughs) of dumb in the show. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. We had that. We had. I uh, forgot their names there. Ar- Argent Hammer. Argent Hammer? Sergeant Hammer there. Whatever his name is. Oh. The handlebar Ford. mustache. Am- oh. Yeah. Abraham. Abraham. Yep. Abraham. And then we had um, the scientist. 
there. Creepy See, scientist. the Abraham the Abraham dude is straight out of that Alexandria town storyline. All all three of them are though. You have they the Abraham. Are. Uh, it's Eugene. Like just, they just skipped that business and said, "Hey, they're here anyway. Check them out." Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah, we got those guys rolling around in the trailer too. So if you think one of them are going to die, and the guy that holds the secret to stopping the infection, he's there. Eugene. Mm-hmm. The oh, the guy who says he is right. <laughs> That Are you winking again? He's so full of crap. <laughs> that guy's full of crap. The minute he said that, I went, uh-huh, right. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd be, yeah, like, anybody who's who's listening to this now and hasn't read the comics, if, if you're watching that show and you believe that weird antisocial uh, scientist dude who keeps staring at the other girl's uh, chesticles, I mean, come on, like, he's not telling the truth. Anyone that wears a mullet like that, I believe. Really? Sorry, hands down. No you're matter what they you're say. a believer in the mullet? I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what I keep doing. I keep assuming certain people are the serial killer at the prison that ended up wiping a bunch of people out, and they never did that. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, they trade it off and say, oh, Carol killed the girlfriend because she was sick. But, you know, there was that whole story in there where people were getting knocked off one by one by that serial killer. True. Before they found him and killed him. So now every time somebody new comes on, if they look shifty at all, I'm like, that's the guy. That's who (laughs) they're still going to do that guy. I thought it was Bob. I mean, I thought he was the evil governor. Not you. (laughs) Boozy McGee. Sorry, I have to remember that I have to use his nickname so you don't get confused. But uh, no, I thought he was sort of the evil dude. And I mean, there's no telling that when this season comes back, we're not going to get like a flashback to find out what happened to the first group that came in. I mean, that could be a strong possibility. We all know we want to see what happens to Rick, but this show always has a tendency to kind of like hold off on going straight to the Rick and, and starting with, uh, you know, the the B characters. So they might start with the second, the first party that got there to find out how they get from those six or seven people to Abraham and the, uh, the other couple of guys that are in the crate before Rick get in there. But I don't know. I think... Because they're cannibalisms, cannibalists, uh, I think that they're going to – got to pick Can- someone – Cannibals, to- I think, is how you'd say it. <laughs> well, I, was, I mean – I was going to let it go. <laughs> cannibals. That's awesome. I'm going to use that. Feel free to use that one. Uh, but uh, no. Yes, I'm a professional cannibalist. I, uh, <laughs> I like to eat people. And, I, uh, <laughs> I have it on my card, so, yeah. you know. Um, no, I – I think it'll be someone who like they they want to eat first, like before they start <laughs> <laughs> feeding them the powdered milk, right? So, like, who can we take out of this group that is going to make a good um, barbecue? So right. maybe they go with one of the chunkier ones, like Tyrese. Although he's mostly muscle, Celine. <laughs> well, that's what you want. You don't want him, you don't you don't want yeah. him fat. You want no. Him that's true. So maybe Tyrese is well, the yeah, one. That's the other thing you missed too, Scott. Is like they're kind of giving you clues. Like they have open fire pits with creepy people over the fire, going, "Would you like some meat?" And uh, we're not cannibalists, but um, no, they don't say that. But they <laughs> then they have the they have the powdered milk in front of the trailer that they kind of put them all in, and you're kind of getting the idea that they feed these people and keep them alive just so they can eat them later. It, yeah. Is it not telling though that Tasha Yar is one of the creepy people that's what? <laughs> Hold yeah. on a second. Denise Crosby's in this. Yeah, she's yeah. The, she's the one that when uh, Glenn and them get to Mary Terminus, or something. Mary, she's mm. the one that's trying to feed them. No. Yes. That's amazing. Okay. Oh my gosh, she was killed by a glad trash bag in uh, season two of the Next Generation. <laughs> like I cannot wait. I didn't know that. I, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm that's stoked her. for that. She's a cannibalist, so watch out. <laughs> yeah, a, spe- a cannibal specialist for. <laughs> careful, careful, careful that. 
So yeah, I mean, Ryan, really, if, out of all those people in the trailer, I get to pick from. Does someone die right away? Let's answer Ray's question. Uh, well, does, yeah, I, who I dies think first? You think out of that crate? I mean, I'm gonna go with uh, someone with spunk who's gonna fight back and then get put in their place with by put down, I guess. But maybe uh, maybe Maggie or or uh, one of the army dudes, but. I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty baggy. quiet, you know, for the first couple yeah. episodes. They're going to be playing along because I think they've learned with the governor that you can't go guns blazing. That's how people die. And they're going to eat. They know they're going to eat. They're probably going to eat them, right? They probably figure that out. So it's not like they're just going to take them right away. They got to fatten them up a bit. So I don't know. I think hmm. it'll be pretty quiet for the first few episodes, but I think do Maggie they, goes Do they fatten quick. them up with the other people, from meat from other people they've killed? Is that how they do it? Uh, no, when they were put in the crate, you kind of noticed some like empty packages outside of the uh, the train car. And it's like yeah. powdered milk and it's like chip bags and just stuff that wouldn't be nutritious, but puts some meat on them, I guess. I don't know. I've never really... I grew up on a farm, but I don't know really how that stuff works. You just put grain in the thing, and then they eat it, and then you, it's on the chicken table. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't grow up on a cannibalist farm. Out of the way. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, don't forget, too, Beth, the woman that was with Daryl, still, when that place got overrun with zombies, still got kidnapped out of a car, which, by the way, um, I just found out today, had a cross on the back, win- on yep. the back window. Oh. So it was a hearse. Yeah, it kind of leads to maybe maybe it's still the the new um, father Gabriel. Maybe the, maybe he'll kind of come oh, in there. Oh yeah! But it could also be that she's being served for dinner. Who knows? Or know. it just was hanging there. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it could be anything. It'd be like ah, yeah. oh, they've got a Calvin peeing on a car or whatever thing mud flap, and, and that means Bill Ford. Watterson zombie is running the town. <laughs> oh no. I don't great. know. I mean, I, I, I and, and like I keep saying, I'm I, these weird hints are great because you don't really know where they're going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of can get an idea because sometimes they'll hint something big. Like it was pretty obvious when you saw two zombies with two chains around their neck and their arms and their mouths cut off. You're like, uh, I know what's coming now. I know who this is. Who's walking around with those things? And she's got yeah. a sword and she's a badass. But. There are other moments where you're like, it could be that thing, or that could foreshadow something I have no idea about. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's what makes it fun to watch, too, because even though you're, you're trying to think, too, comical-wise, you're like, have I seen this? Have I seen this? Does it even matter? <laughs> like, who knows where they go with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think the, i got a question for you guys, and maybe you've probably talked about it a hundred times on here, but do you, do you think they ever, comic or show, or both, do they ever fix the problem? Do they that's, ever find out what caused it, and do they ever solve it? Because I know Kirk, Kirkman said no to the comic, right, or something to that yeah. effect. Some, some, well, another convoluted answer where he didn't really say it, but he said it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, too. That's a good question, and we're—I think we're on what episode sixty-two, mm-hmm. and we've never asked that question, guys. Come on, yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? We were Jake. waiting for Scott. I mean, we wanted to save the big guns. Didn't want what to throw kind of, the question. <laughs> Amateur freaking hour is this? <laughs> well, hang up, the, yeah. hang up the mics. Hang them up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I I don't think it ends in a good way. Uh, this this show, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the comic book's going to end in a good way. I don't know about the TV show. They might find some sort of yeah. I think just the that two I, of I, us. I don't and, think the zombies ever go away, and I don't think they ever get explained. But I think we learn to live with them. 
Have you guys... Okay, first Shaun I'll of ask... Shaun of the Dead or... Well, Shaun of the Dead or uh, <laughs> Fido. <laughs> yeah. Um, have we all played The Last of Us and completed it? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't completed it, but okay. I've played it. Well, then I won't spoil it. But, I just... Yeah. Anyways, I, I don't think that uh, it the show ends on a happy note. I mean, if we've learned anything from the show, they uh, love to uh, torture us, and I don't think it ends happy... Maybe a, we get a sniff of a of a cure or some way to combat the zombies. I think that it would be um, it would be foolish to ignore the fact that there's got to be some moments where they get close to thinking maybe this could be the cure, and they you know they uh, they chase after it, and then maybe it doesn't you know pan out. Oh. But I think it's got to be a storyline. Well, I know they did know that with the CDC is. in season one. I mean, yeah, they, rushed, they rushed to that storyline because I think quick. they weren't sure they were going to get a second season is what I yeah. yeah. Oh, Actually, that's a good point. So maybe they already did what I just said. So, <laughs> well, I know how, I already know how it's going to end. Okay. Big, big giant slaughterhouse, all sorts of stuff goes down. And the only couple, there's only like a couple people left, Rick and one other person maybe. And it says six months goes by and they're just kind of sitting in a field and, Guy looks at Rick and goes, says something, and Rick goes, "Yeah, but we gotta keep trying." And he's gonna hit a zombie in the head with something, then they're just gonna keep walking. Wow, that's it. That's it. I already wrote I, it. I do not envy them though. <laughs> if they if they go your way, that's hard, and oh, yeah. and, and everyone will go, "That's dumb." And if they How do, else enough, do, you end it though. You can't. Do I don't. Like, I don't know. It's really just, hard. It's a challenge. Like I, I look at those lost guys, and I just feel for them. Everybody else wanted to complain about how lost ended, and I just wanted to hug them and give them, you know, warm chocolate yeah. milk or something, because it just seemed like a <laughs> really warm? hard thing to <laughs> that do. That sounds gross. Yeah, why? Warm? <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> You're punishing them. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, I'd like to give you a warm cup of my own urine and have you sit here at the at my feet. But I, I Are really want to read it. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see them do something that is satisfactory but i don't know how you do it i mean you can't just leave them there after a fight you can't just have them live happily ever after there's something somewhere i don't know what it is though i don't know how you get there i don't know it's tough to end you can't really because you can't just be like hey we finally made it and there's a cure hooray yeah, I don't. All, I just can't do a it. Terrible ending. It's <laughs> like a horrible this. ending. Nobody wants that ending to that, and nobody wants. I, we need a compromise somewhere in the middle. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's my idea that this would actually not be that hard. Get the hell out of the South. I mean, don't be Atlanta. Sucks. Get out of there. You just want <laughs> go to go somewhere Vegas. else. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I'll bet if they just if they go north for a bit, they'll get they'll run into Idaho eventually and find out. Oh man, there's like a million people living here, and everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know what's going on down south? Yeah, I mean, something like that. Or maybe they get on a boat and they go to another country and no one's having problems anywhere but the U.S. I mean, there's ways to deal with this. Because how would they know? Nobody's going to swoop in there and go, we are the French and we are going to save you from your problem. They're not going to do that. Well, didn't they do that with the British? Definitely not the French. (laughs) But they could get into a boat and end up on, I don't know, I don't know where, uh, Hawaii. (laughs) And it turns out Hawaii has been walled off and is rad and the Japanese run it and everything's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think the the reason it everyone works, everyone gets their own Osimo and and doesn't have to <laughs> lift a finger for the rest of their life. One of those creepy Sony uh, robots, awesome. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Like, I think the comic book is set up to just go forever, and that's the idea behind Robert saying that or Kirkman saying that uh, you know th- th- it never ends. It's, there's no cure; they just have to survive. But maybe in the TV show, the executive producers at AMC say like, you know, we have to Breaking Bad this. We have to end it. It's got a. There has to be a conclusion. Um, and 
you know, I, I think they come up with the conclusion to end it. And I think it satisfies nobody because <laughs> it'll be too tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Like you said, it's going to be kind of lost all over again where they, where they, I don't know. It's just not going to go well no matter what they do. Well, and Breaking Bad was a bad example because that ending was amazing. So yeah, that ending was pretty good. There were very, there was some dissent, but not much. Yeah. You know, maybe I feel like Gilligan, have Gilligan come in and write the whole just, damn thing. Just write the ending? Yeah. Well, I feel like with Breaking Bad, it's you knew where you were starting and you knew where you are going the whole time. With True. The Walking Dead, they're kind of just like, well, let's just keep going for now. We'll just play it by ear later on. <laughs> like, we'll figure it out as we go. There's mm-hmm. definitely a bit of that going on, you can tell. Mm-hmm. But it can be infinite. Like a comic book, you can almost get away with it truly being infinite because all comic books are that. You know, there's Spider-Man yeah. will never stop being Spider-Man, and you can make him, you know, a Mexican kid for a year or whatever they did, or you can make him <laughs> Doc Ock or whatever yeah. they did with that last thing. But you can do all these different things. But you're just going to keep coming back, and it's Peter Parker, and you're going to reboot it, and Captain America never really dies, but you're going to have him die a few times, but he'll keep coming back. Like, they can do that in that world, and maybe Walking Dead is just perennial, and it just goes and goes and goes, and even when Kirkman isn't doing it anymore, and someone else revives it, and it just lives as an IP over there, an image forever, you can see that. But on a TV show, you have to have an end. This can't be Gunsmoke and go 21 years. You just can't do it. Maybe they do Doctor Who. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, Rick just regenerates. Uh, Exterminate. You just you can go all the way. Yeah, maybe. Brilliant. Brilliant. Jesus. British, come on. Half the actors. That's true. That's a good point. Actually, let's not do That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. I was joking. We don't want that to be our, our mark on the <laughs> that's where we leave genre it. fiction, yeah. But it, but it is, and, I, and I'm going to make a prediction right here. I think two years and you're out. Oh, Two years yeah. of the show. And I think season done. six is the last season you get. I don't think they're doing any more than that. I'll bet you next year, this time, you guys are doing a show about how they just announced they're going to do one more season and go out on, with a bang. And then we pod fade, right, Scott? And then yep, you just then you, then you fade out. Yep, you get out. <laughs> oh, no. You get out we while have, you can. We have plenty more zombie stuff to talk about. That's true. There's more that we, we've talked about this on the show before where it seems like. Walking Dead is 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 the hot stuff out there right now when it comes to zombies, but there'll always be something. Like I just yeah. watched that World War Z movie. Man, that was weird. But it was uh, weird. I enjoyed it, but it I was thought weird. it was good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't hate it. Lot some people were. I don't know. Whatever. I, the book is amazing, and I thought the show was nothing like the book, but that was fine with mm-hmm. me. I say yeah. show, I mean movie, because my dad used to we, say we, show when he meant movie, and now I do, and I hate it. But anyway, the point is that movie was good. It was fine. Yeah. And and they did something different with the twist. I think that's the key when it comes to zombie media. It's like you have to do something different. You can't be uh, George A. Romero doing the same zombie movie over and over again. I mean, come on. No. Oh, come well. on, guys. You know you love Survival of the Dead. Uh, we, we <laughs> Scott, just in case you, you don't – I don't want you to send our, your lawyers on us, but we kind of film-sacked uh, – what was it? What was the zombie movie? Survival of the Dead. Yeah, that don't that movie was awful. So you don't have to that watch that for film-sack. <laughs> we got it. He's Why lost his touch. That's at the beginning, too. We should have stopped watching. At that <laughs> Romero, Romero lost his way. A couple movies back. I think his glasses are too thick, to be honest. I think so. I don't think you can see anything. No. <laughs> How could you with those? I, I'm pretty sure he wrote the script with those on, and that's why it just sounded so bad. I can see the back of his retina as they match him <laughs> on his head. Anyway. They just need to stick him and uh, Stan Lee in a nursing home together. That's all. <laughs> no. 
then you mix them up, and then you got medicine for Stan Lee going to Romero, and yeah, I think you just. What if we had a bed of us a daycare and all the children were zombies? <laughs> Excelsior! I'd say next to him. That would be a hell of a, hell of a zombie movie. Ever. You know what? I want a movie about those two in a nursing home. <laughs> Screw the zombie. buddy cop uh, film. Oh, Stan yeah, Lee, dude. Romero, Stan and George. Yeah, what call it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. I'd watch that forever. All right, Bob, yeah. you heard it here. You have to do a fake trailer for. Uh, really we, good. we have a thing <laughs> where we do George? fake trailers, so you have to do Stan Lee and George A. Romero. Okay, I can write that down. <laughs> Put that. In, discuss that. Yeah, oh. Get that in there. Yeah. All right, we'll work on that. But until then, everyone should go to slashloot.com and go ahead and order yourself a Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt with our wonderful iTunes artwork on the front of it. Uh, you can get it in all sorts of sizes, anywhere between toddler and Super XL. Six T's in there, too. Three T. Th- three different colors. Black, white, <laughs> ash gray. They all look phenomenal. Uh, I'm wearing mine right now because I actually ordered one. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I still got to do that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it sounded good at the time. So, yeah, go ahead and go to SlashLoot.com, order that T-shirt up, and uh, go ahead and wear yours with pride. Mm-hmm. We also have a second question from our listener on, on our favorite segment of the show. Oh, boy. We haven't done one of these in a while. No. Well, I have to explain it for Scott so we understand what's going on. All right. So uh, this is Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. We have fans <laughs> write in, and Lou is sort of the uh, the lord of zombies. He knows everything. So the listeners come in with these weird and wacky questions that we wouldn't even bother to answer, so we just give them to Lou. So your question this week, Lou, is do you think zombies fart? And if so, <laughs> how bad does it smell? Oh, it's got to smell awful. Okay, so, but, so, so they that's fart. From, wait, that was from Ray the emailer, right? You can blame Ray for that They one. do not fart. There's no way. Oh well, we, we've also been asked already if they poop, and I had answered <laughs> I that. that. So. As you can well, see, our listeners are very lowbrow. If so. they don't, but if they don't poop, they don't fart. Oh, so here's the reason I even would even pie. I mean, if we're if we're going from the uh, a science perspective on this, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. let's do that. I, <laughs> I had to. I had recently had to deal with a diagnosis of something called diverticulitis, which is hideous. It's this stupid little hole in your colon, and, and mu- like sixty percent of men have it by the age of thirty-five. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And they never, may never have a symptom, but a certain percentage do. And yep. it's real painful and sucks and all that. But the point is, I have been educated, man. And <laughs> two of the things I know is they... So if a zombie poops, then he farts. But if he yep. doesn't poop, he doesn't fart. So he doesn't. there is no fart without the poop. Now, you may get gas trapped in some cavity or something, and you go squish him, and then oh. that may happen. <laughs> So it's like a chicken or the egg thing, really, when right. you think about it. It is, it is. <laughs> that'd be the worst. That'd be the worst. Like, oh, man. <laughs> just try to kill a zombie, you get him right in the stomach and just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they never tell you about that part, you know. Yeah, oh, when they say know. when you die, I mean, come on. Yeah, plus if you turned recently, like, uh, I don't know, Andrea's sister, right? What should have happened there is she should have gone, no more breath, about... I don't know, a minute into that. <laughs> and then you know it's time to shoot her in the head. Yeah, that's how you yeah. know they're turning when they let their gas out. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I'd be screwed. There's your answer. Email. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad we had you on for this uh, this key moment because I we think got... we all learned something. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We had, a, we had a zombie expert and a poop expert. <laughs> it, worked out, it worked out great. Okay. Uh, awesome. Oh. Well, you know that about wraps the show up. But before we uh, before we go, like Scott, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what's going on on Frog Pants and, and what's keeping you busy? 
Yeah, sure. Why not? So, <clears throat> biggest thing keeping me busy right now is planning for uh, Nerdtacular 2014, which is the Frog Pants annual kind of fan festival thing that I do here in Salt Lake City. It's in this uh, mountain resort called uh, Snowbird, mm-hmm. where we have this big convention space up there and beautiful hotels, and it's right in the middle of this just amazing canyon. In the winter, people ski there. In the summer, it's just nice. And... Um, we're uh, just getting ready for that. Lots of panels, lots of lots of cool guests coming. Uh, we almost got an artist. Well, I can't talk about that. Oh. It's, it's it's zombie related, right? Oh. That's the only reason I bring it up. But anyway, there's some stuff going on there, so that's cool. <laughs> so there's a lot happening. If you want tickets, there's still a few available, not many, but uh, at nerdtacular.com. That happens uh, the weekend of July 4th, and we're super stoked about it. So that's coming right up. Um, but then otherwise, and sort of in general, there's a million things going on. Uh, the latest uh, and greatest, probably the Diablo show, which I started uh, five episodes ago. It's doing really well, better than I ever thought it would. And if you're into that game and you want to hear kind of a slightly different take on the coverage of that sort of thing, you might check that out. And all the shows I'm doing and all the artwork and everything else can be found at frogpants.com. And follow me on Twitter at Scott Johnson. Why not? Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, I was at Nerdtacular last year and I got to meet Scott Johnson. Great yeah, event. Did. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could go this year, but I'm, it's going to have to be a bi-yearly thing. It's, oh, it's, it's a tough... going to leave such a hole in our hearts, I'm man. I'm sorry. I wish I could be there, but, <laughs> you know, so many things going on, and uh, it's, a, it's a long trek from Yeah, it's expensive. I totally get it. Oh, yeah, I know. And, and uh, I'll be watching live, and, uh, and that's the other, we are, you are doing a live thing, right? Yeah, we'll do a stream of a bunch of the panels and stuff. Cool. We're doing three different tracks this year, so there's a bunch more, and so not all of it will be simulcast, but mm-hmm. we'll have, like, all the major stuff stuff will definitely be shown cool well that's that's how i've watched it that's before how i watch it every year yeah <laughs> it's definitely a cool way to check it out yeah yeah we like to provide that for those who cannot attend but very much looking forward to that it's going to be a blast mm-hmm. and you can cosplay as your favorite zombie that's true you could go as uh Ooh. what's that what's comic your favorite zombie face then? guy i already forgot his name his calvin com- and Hobbes. Guy. oh yeah you can, uh, bill watterson yeah Bring it on. bill watterson zombie yeah, or come as uh, uh, who's another one? I can't think of anyone else. Come as your favorite zombie. I don't. Even, I can't. Earlobe Shane, dude. Yes, earlobe Shane. The guy has three SAG cards: one for him and two for his earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him, and I was speaking of HBO. I was watching the Pacific, that miniseries about oh, yeah, uh, that was good. the war with Japan. He's in that. He's all up in that. His ears are yeah. in that. Yeah, his both ears are in it. <laughs> he's a sergeant. The ears were private, and I think lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> you got shot through one of the earlobes, and they had one of those weird, like, earring things that they put one was, in there. One was drinking all the time. The other one was just trying to write poetry back to his girlfriend in the States. It's crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's how we got the poem in Flanders Fields. <laughs> Full circle. Perfect. Well, go to nerdtacular.com for sure and check yeah, it out. Yeah, do that. All right, Bob, are we ready? I'm sorry, I kind of pushed this forward, and Bob's like, well, I'm going to let Ryan take care of this. Oh, no, it's all you from here out, my friend. Oh, I'm go sorry. ahead and wrap it up. Well, I'm going to let everybody know where they can find out more about Zombies Ate My Podcast. You can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us like Ray did, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you use Google Plus still, we're there, too. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Joel Duggan. For the artwork, you know Joel Duggan, Scott. Yeah, Joel's the man. Yeah, he is the man. He uh, he hooked us up with some great artwork, and if you want to see more of his work, you can go to joelduggan.com. Uh, if you want to follow the hosts on Twitter, we have R. Murphy, myself, uh, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Boom, nailed it.
Boom. One try. I like it. Well, well, that should do it for us. Thank you, Scott Johnson, or HFB, as I've been known to call you now. <laughs> right. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to listen to it. Well, I'll listen to one of your shows. I'm probably not going to listen to this one. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way to throw us D- under the bus, Bob. Waiting for the new Diablo show, but yeah. <laughs> it's good. We'll we'll just end it there for for us and all the cannibalists. <laughs> Incoming bad zombie joke. Oh, uh, you weren't getting away that easy. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got one. I got one. <clears throat> okay, what is it? Okay. <clears throat> what did the zombie title his dating handbook? Ooh, Scott, what, what did he... Uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Dying to meet you. Oh, my God. <laughs> This and is, Scott right. never came back again. Are you the actual Bazooka Joe? Like, what is going on here? We can openly discuss all that. It's not a problem. Okay. Well, you well, could tell uh, me they were all robots the whole time, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Oh, so you did watch it? I was. I was totally going to watch it, and I don't know what happened there. Uh, don't worry. I've had TV shows like slip through my crack, my finger, my crack. Yeah, I guess TV shows <laughs> slipping through your crack. That's great. I'm That's getting it all out now because yeah. then Bob hopefully is not recording and then he's going to use that against me. That was harder. That was harder to do when it was VHS. Much easier. <laughs> you might turn into one of these. Here's your Game Boy. Shut the. Whoa! Up. <laughs> That's very unCanadian like. <laughs> oh, we're gonna. Oh battle. yeah. Oh. Feel free to jump in. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Worst <laughs> podcasting idea ever is soundboard battles. Yeah. Like it uh, seemed like a bad idea. <laughs> I, I went. I went. I hey, went where's our back. boomer clip? That sounds exactly oh, like I a got... boomer. <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> this, is a, this is a dude we talked about on TMS, some guy that can't stop burping. It's that I'm damn Canadian, Canadian again. Yeah. <laughs> All Americans sound like this. My goal, my goal is to make fun of Canadians any chance I get, and hey, sometimes the, I overstep. You know, hey, we're a lot alike. Is he that, that old that he needs a place in Florida? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, my nana lives in Florida, so I mean, I just figure maybe they're maybe they're trailer mates. You have a banana living in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> no, my my nana. Oh, your nana. We used to call nanas bananas. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. why why would you ask? Like, it's I've actually have a banana living. In Florida. It's so expensive keeping my fruit alive. Except with the warmer climates. Yeah, right. I have to ship my banana up every winter. (laughs) Thanksgiving is very awkward. (laughs) I don't know why.